Hello, this is Harrison Kim, and you're listening to the Working with People by PaveStep. The Working with People podcast is for executives, managers, and people leaders. We bring people experts together to provide you with relevant content on how to think about and manage your most important asset, your talent. We have Emma here with us to talk about making your first HR slash talent hire today. How's it going, Emma? I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Awesome. Where are you calling in from? I'm in New York City in my one-bedroom apartment that I share with my husband. So I am currently seated on my bed to have absolute quiet and focus. It's funny. New York is definitely one of the more expensive areas in the U.S. where people are like doing everything, anything they can to get some space away from their roommates or partners. It's kind of funny. Totally. It's crazy. That's funny. Awesome. So today we're going to be talking about making your first HR or talent hire. But before we dive into all of that stuff, tell us who you are and what you do. Yeah. So again, my name is Emma Leeds Guidarelli. I am an HR and people consultant for startups. I'm helping startups build out their people function, and I often lend an extra set of hands to people teams that are smaller. I have been in the people space in the startup world for the last eight, nine years. And absolutely love growing companies. I love startups. I love the passion that, you know, founders and entrepreneurs bring to those organizations. And I love the challenges that come along with doing things for the first time. So one of the things that I'd realized was I'd never been in a full-time role that had existed before I got there, which is both daunting and fun. Um, But you know, it's amazing getting to build things and solving problems that are fresh and brand new. Right. Absolutely. And even just to find the problems themselves. (laughs) Yeah. Oh yeah. That's its own challenge. Yeah. So let's start with the first question on what are the key signs that it's time to hire the first HR person in a startup? You think about hiring your salesperson, your product person, your marketing person, but typically speaking, most startups won't hire their first HR hire until maybe 40, 50th employee based on what I've seen. What are some of the signs that they should be aware of? Yeah, so I think the first the first thing to know is that it's really never too early to start thinking about identifying how to bring the people department into your organization. So that might be in the form of hiring someone and making the decision if you want to hire someone on the recruiting side or someone more on the HR side. The other thing that you want to make sure that you're doing is your the momentum of your company is going to pick up. And if you don't bring HR in before that momentum really hits, right. and you're going to notice that there's a lot of frustrated employees within your company who are looking for things that you can't offer because you have not had anyone dedicated to the people function. So I think you know it's too late when there's a couple things that happens. One is your CEO or your executive's time is consumed by people problems. Right. Something comes up, an employee is upset, you have to terminate someone, and then it totally consumes the CEO's time. I'm a believer that anything the CEO is doing that can be done by someone else should be done by someone else. Mm-hmm. That can also mean that there's a lot of HR admin work that's done by your leaders, which just takes away from your ability to grow your business. Right. I also think that you can know it's too late when you are hearing signs from candidates or employees so you'll hear candidates asking for benefits that you don't have. You right. are find yourself pushed into hiring someone for a title that six months later doesn't make sense for your company. Your employees are complaining about your policies, lack of structure, like they want a better compensation package. You'll hear the kind of angst from your employees. And mm-hmm. what you want to do is 
get ahead of that and start thinking about it when it is not a problem. Right. And most executives and CEOs in the startup environment, especially will be like, what policy? <laughs> like yeah. the thing that I wrote like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah. But I do think there is a lot of HR that is just, there is a level that you have to be proactive, but then there is an amount of HR that you just have to be reactive to the situation at hand. Right. You're not going to be able to build out like, you're not going to have the HR structure of Coca-Cola if you're like a 20 person company. <laughs> right. So it is, it is a balance. But I think if your leaders are focused on growing the sales function, growing the engineering team, growing the product, then it's really important that you have someone whose sole focus is how do you grow the employees who are powering those, those different functions for your business. It might be in the form of a full-time person, and now there's a ton of consultants out there who can help you kind of get started. Right, like fractional HR type of yeah. functions. Yeah, absolutely. Right, that makes sense. So when companies look for their first hire, right, their first HR person, what should they look for? Yeah, so I think there's a couple, I alluded to some decisions. So I think there's a couple decisions that you have to make. One is you need to decide if you should hire recruiting or HR first. There are people who do both. I do both, but everyone has a side that they prefer that is more natural to what they care about, how they think. Right. I often say it's similar. Having a recruiter is similar to a salesperson and then your HR side is like customer success or customer service. Mm -hmm. So you wouldn't necessarily have one person doing both of those things. You might when you're smaller, but as you grow, you have to be thinking about how you're going to build both of those functions. So deciding if you need recruiting or HR first, and then deciding what experience level do you need. If you're on a PEO, which is a system that can take care of your benefits and payroll and compliance for you, you might need someone who is coming in at a more strategic level because you have those admin tasks fulfilled by that system. So I think those are the kind of two decisions that you have to make. Mm -hmm. And then within that, when you make those decisions, you're going to want to look for someone who has experience working with leaders and providing feedback to managers and your leaders to ensure that you're growing your culture in the way that is the healthiest for the success of your business. You're going to want to look for someone who has some experience with HR operations there's a lot of amazing, really strategic HR leaders out there. When you're a small company, you also need someone who can do the nitty gritty, understands compliance, understands how to run payroll, understands HR systems if you have to move systems, move off of that PEO. I would also say it is someone who has a strong interest in being on the ground, not just creating that, you know, engagement survey or performance management process, but actually executing on it. And right helping the managers, holding their hands through those steps. Experience with startups also is really important because it is a, the startups are their own beast and, you know, people have very specific needs in startup organizations. And then also experience owning HR projects, like in those systems that I mentioned. Gotcha. So you basically need someone who's more, I think, has broader experience, right? Because that person by nature is going to be doing a lot of things that are going on in the organization. Yeah. From a talent and HR perspective. Yeah, I would say that's right. I'd say broader experience. And if they haven't had experience in all those areas, that's okay. But an interest in learning and diving in and solving those problems. Right. And from the startups and, you know, really fast growing companies, what are their biggest HR challenges that you've kind of come across? Whether it's because they didn't have an HR person kind of looking at it, or even if they did, it was a very like a particular issue. Mm -hmm. You know, what are some of the biggest challenges? 
Yeah. So I think there, what you're alluding to is like the more tactical challenges. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I've seen companies that have major compliance issues <laughs> because they didn't know something when they were starting. Right. And, you know, that creates a large problem to solve later down the line. So I definitely think ensuring that you have the right systems and partners in place, whether it's your benefits broker, a company like PaveStep that will help you with your engagement and your performance in a, in a natural way that isn't so um, disruptive to the processes and the company. I also think that some of the challenges like culturally are just that everything that's happening in that company is new. Mm. So the mm. company is doing whatever they're doing for the first time, that company has not existed before. The CEO might be a first time CEO. Most of the people in their roles are in that role, the biggest role they've been in for the first time in their right. career, many first time managers. And so you have to be able to create a growth and learning mindset for the organization where people can acknowledge that this is hard and that they're doing this for the first time. I've been in, in organizations where you hear people saying or leaders acknowledge and say that they're like the best in their field and they're doing great things when in reality, everyone's just learning and trying to figure it out right. and being able to be vulnerable and acknowledging your own personal gaps and trying to fill them is, is really important. And then I also think when you don't have a, a people person, you often have these HR challenges solved in piecemeal. Um, mm -hmm. which creates like disparate systems, disparate processes, different employee populations are treated in different ways. And so it creates a lot of confusion and ambiguity. Right. And there's like already enough confusion and ambiguity in startups. <laughs> you don't need to add more. Right. When you're building on shaky ground that hasn't been established, that's a really tough situation. Right. So for a lot of organizations, coming back to one of the questions that I talked about, so you talked about like some of the problems that companies mm -hmm. are going to see or startups are going to see when they need to start thinking about or need to just hire a people or HR person, whether yeah. it's internal or external. Typically, at what size do you see that kind of happening? Is it 30 people, 50 people, 100 people? I've definitely talked to organizations that 100 people where they didn't have anyone dedicated. What is the typical size you see? Yeah, I think there is a sweet spot between 10 and 50. It depends on... I think you can kind of stretch that longer if you are on that PEO, because then you have a system that's managing your compliance and payroll and benefits. But between 10 and 50, you are, your founders may, are becoming less and less involved in hiring and you have more new managers and you have more people with less clear expectations of their role. Right. And so I think it really just depends on the momentum of the company. If you're at 15 people and you know you're going to double by the end of the year, like that's a great time to bring someone on. Mm. If you're at 15 people and you think you'll be 15 people for at least another year, I would say you can look for potentially an extra set of hands, but you might not need that full-time person yet. Right. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. So you mentioned one thing about HR software system and like kind of HRS, right? When should early stage companies start thinking about investing in that HRIS platform? Every company needs one to pay your employees. So mm -hmm. I mean, honestly, when you're at your like second employee, I would say it's time to start thinking about how you're going to pay them. Mm -hmm. That you can go two directions. There's a lot of really great systems if you want to go in either direction. One is that where you have a PEO and that company is managing your benefits and payroll and compliance. The other direction is you're on usually cheaper solution that's smaller that is really just 
where you are able to run your payroll and maintain your like employee records and mm. employee data. So I think for companies that are going to be under a hundred for a number of years, I would say it's like, I personally prefer the PEO yep. because it's a all in one system, like HR experts on hand from that PEO organization. You don't have to worry about compliance. There's just a lot of admin that you don't have to worry about. You don't have to worry if you now in the day and age of remote employees, you don't have to worry about creating tax IDs for each of the states that you're employing someone in. The PEO right, takes care right. of it for you. So I think there is a lot of benefits if you are a, a small organization and are going to make, stay under 100. And I think if you're growing quickly, it makes sense to hire someone to help you make that decision. If you expect to be over 100 employees on how you're going to be growing your HR infrastructure. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. My one last question that I have for you is, so you're in New York City. You've yes. been locked down for quite a while. And, you know, obviously the city has started to open up a little bit over the last several months, which has been kind of cool to see. What is one activity you miss the most? I miss seeing live theater and dance. I feel like yeah. that's a pretty common one, especially in New York. It is. It, yeah, it's, we got to support the uh, actors and dancers and artists. Love it. That's cool. Awesome. So thank you for your time, Emma. Where can the audience find you and your thought leadership? Hit me up on LinkedIn. I uh, would love to connect there. Cool. Perfect. So everyone, thank you for listening to Working With People by PaveStep. Feel free to check out other episodes on pavestep.com slash podcast. Thank you, Emma.